Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Gene Bereson. I'm Khadija Booth Watkins. And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, in preparation for this month, though, we, we received a number of questions on Instagram. And during these very brief podcasts, we'd like to try to answer these questions because we want to be so responsive to uh, folks out there who just, you know, don't know have what questions. to do. Don't, yeah, have <laughs> questions, don't know what to do, want some tips, you know? So the first question is, um, how do I fall asleep when I'm anxious? Khadija, what, 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 what do you have to say about that? So I'm going to take a slightly different approach. And I guess thinking about how do we help our kids fall asleep when they're anxious. And so the way I think about it is a lot of what we do with kids is about prevention. And I think about it as we think about kids who tantrum, like if we don't want to schedule a play date in the middle of nap time, we don't want to be out, you know, for a long day and not have snacks. And we don't want to, um, you know, do things that really we know are going to set them up to not be successful. And so similarly, when I think about kids who struggle to fall asleep, I think about the nighttime routine, the bedtime routine, and the things that we could do to make them more comfortable, less anxious, you know, turning off the TV, making a calm, soothing setting, um, talking about things that are happy and that are, that are, that are bright, um, and making sure that just the surroundings environment is tranquil and, and, and soothing. Um, maybe even thinking about something calming to drink or eat, as long as it's not going to create another problem, like, you know, having to go to the bathroom. Um, but whatever we can do to make sure that we're setting them up for success to have a good night's sleep as best we can, I think, um, is one good strategy to think about when we have kids who struggle with, with falling asleep because they're anxious. And Any I would, other ideas? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think to, to, to add to that, I mean, what you, you just basically outlined are the um, basic elements of good sleep hygiene. Um, I'd like to take it in a little different way, and that is uh, we kids of different ages have different reasons and different anxieties for, for not falling asleep. So uh, preschool kids, school-age kids, uh, teenagers are different. Uh, so, for example, uh, one thing that's, that I think is common for all kids is to, to have frequent conversations and asking them what, what bothers them. What, what, are you, what are you thinking about? What are you worried about? What are your concerns? Um, uh, now that's very hard for a preschool kid. But let's say you're talking about a three to six year old who's afraid of the dark, which is a very, very common, it's normal, 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 normal. Uh, but for those kids, uh, they haven't really, they've really, they're really starting to come to grips with the fact that there's, there's, a, there's a world out there that could potentially hurt them. And they're worried about burglars and monsters under the, uh, you know, in the closet. And, um, and for them, I think uh, we need to, use night lights. We need to have rituals, as you suggest. Um, we need to kind of like play with the role play going to sleep at night. Um, sometimes reading them books, uh, like Good Night Moon, over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> and and, and, and um, help them, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, that they have access to their there's stuffed animals, there's teddy bears, what we call the transitional objects, um, which can help them. Uh, and um, usually by seven or eight, it goes away. 
Now, sometimes school-age kids and teenagers have different concerns. They're worried about friends. They're worried about school. You know, going to bed is a time when all of us start going over and over and over worries about the next day. And so for school-age kids, uh, I would keep the routine and the structure, but I would ask them if there are things that they're thinking about or concerned about and try to help them, uh, help understand them uh, in a way. And, and the same for teenagers. I mean, uh, now they tend to kind of use screens at night, so I think your point is really well taken. No blue screens after a certain time. But, you know, school-age kids and teenagers really are worried about certain things. They're worried about fitting in. They're worried about um, academics. They're worried about COVID. They're worried about lockdowns. They're worried about the state of the art of the world. They're worried about climate change. They're worried about things they see on TV. We can't really help alleviate that anxiety unless we know what it is. So having talks with them and not not kind of like mandatory family meetings because all you're going to get is an eye roll. But yeah, find out what's going. Yeah, find out what's going on, right? Yeah, I think those are great, great tips. And, and breaking it down for different age groups is really important because kids at different stages need different things. Um, and I guess thinking about things that we can just do, either our kids can do, we could do with our kids, or just even as people and caregivers that we could do for ourselves when we have trouble sleeping. Um, you love to talk about meditation. Like meditation is something that could be done at bedtime to help you when you're anxious. I love to listen to to podcasts with people with soothing voices. For some people, that that doesn't help them go to sleep because maybe they might get engrossed in the story or the noise might be too much. But for some people, that that could be helpful, like listening to bedtime stories, um, and, and or a just, music or a music playlist. Or a music playlist could be really good as well. Um, so those are just things that either. You can teach your child to do, you could do with your child, or you could do on your own if you are having trouble uh, sleeping, you know, as, as it relates to anxiety. And if it gets, if it gets um, uh, excessive uh, and you don't succeed with some of these tips, you know, it's always good to get um, a mental, ask your pediatrician for a mental health consultation because, you know, there are a number of um, uh, psychiatric problems that um, uh, cause anxiety and that cause and that present actually with problems with go, going to sleep. So uh, if you're not successful, I mean, a lot of this stuff you can really do on your own, but if you're not successful, get a consultation. A sleep or rather lack of sleep can wreak havoc on in so many ways for, for kids and families. You know, it impacts attention, it impacts their mood, can make anxiety worse. So it really is important to not let it go too long um, if it's not getting better. So that's extremely important. And, and, and there's another point that I wanted to make that we shouldn't forget, and that is, is that there are other people in the lives of these children. So sometimes an older sibling or a teacher or a grandparent might uh, have noticed some changes. You know, for example, the teacher might notice that they're uh, not doing, that they're struggling in school uh, and that is a source of anxiety. And so uh, putting the pieces together for kind of understanding why they're anxious at bedtime, I think um, is very helpful if you get multiple sources of input. So kids who struggle on Sunday nights to go to sleep. 
Yeah, like like me, or that have <laughs> stomach aches every Monday morning. <laughs> so anyway, um, I hope this helps everybody. And if you have other questions or you want some follow up, please let us know. Uh, I hope that our conversation will help you have yours. I'm Gene Barrison. Okay,